you have been through the mill, to say the <laughs> least. You've been through up the cellar, back out the dray, um, uh, across the moors, down, roll down the hill, and it's been it's been hard going. But along this arduous and personally difficult journey, you have learnt an enormous amount about how pub business is and how a pub should be run. You've learnt more about how to negotiate, how to talk to how to talk to not just suppliers, obviously, but also how people who are potentially going through this situation or are in the middle of it or are trying to get out of it or even people who are thinking about starting a pub or, or taking up a, a, a lease on a pub. You've now, you've got that knowledge and you can do something with it. And that is a huge shift for anyone coming into the pubco. So with that, just give me an idea about how the campaign and how your how you take that acquired knowledge and how it works. It, it, the point you just made there is, is so is so relevant because when the consultation, the government's consultation in twenty twelve, stroke thirteen came out into the trade, um, it had a piece on behavioural biases, which is something I'd never heard of, kind of possibly at college in, in that, that exactly those those words and it described how people um, will if given an opportunity take that opportunity if they're desperate to have it and they will ignore any advice that they're given or any pointers that are negative and ignore them because they're so determined because they think they're going to succeed and they will also if they're in a, uh, a negative situation then they will ignore that and continue to look for the light at the end of the tunnel um, and it was really interesting because as I read that, I realized that that was us. And that is so many people who come into this trade. Um, and, um, and that's not a negative, of course. It's, it's, a, uh, it's just human nature. And, and, it, and it made me realize uh, how the pub companies focus on that element and that uh, particular point of uh, human nature. Um, and they describe the tenants as lifestyle applicants in a very dismissive sort of manner. Um, and uh, that's not always true, but quite often it is. And uh, effectively, there is a market that they, they, they tap into, which is, which is based around that lack of knowledge. And that is the key point. And that's really where we're at in terms of what we're trying to achieve. It's... Um, what one of my colleagues often describes as information asymmetry. So there is lack of information out there and that is kept that way deliberately so that the the lack of information and knowledge can be exploited. Because this is simply an exploitative business model. There is no doubt about that. Um, and it is uh, all about the the fact that the uh, the information that you get c is confusing and misleading. Um, so, for example, let's use barrelage. The industry works on barrelage. It talks about turnover being so many barrels. Now, even tenants now will still think that that is a nine-gallon barrel that you will see sitting outside of a pub. And certainly, consumers think that. The barrelage is, in fact an old brewery term, and it refers to 36 gallons. It's when beers were brewed in massive oak cask 
barrels of 36 gallons. So when the industry talks about a, a turnover of 200 barrels, then that's actually 36 gallons. So everything is calculated as co a composite barrel barrelage. So when a rent assessment is made, the wine, spirits, minerals are all referred to as barrels. And it is almost impossible without a degree in mathematics to work out actually what the true turnover of those individual products are. Um, and that's just a small example of how the industry makes life as difficult as possible for its business partners. So it keeps them in the dark. Um, so you're quite right. Over the years, uh, I have learned a great deal. And I have learned a lot of that from some people far cleverer than me. Um, some of the campaigners uh, have been um, surveyors, for example, who have taught me and demonstrated to me the true nature of how rent should be set. Um, we have become very knowledgeable about things like dilapidations, which is the repair of, of pubs, uh, and what the law does and doesn't say. And also, more importantly, how the law can be manipulated, because... Um, these pub companies, as well as being nothing more than property companies that happen to own property that sell beer, they are also uh, expert litigators. And they probably spend, in my experience, more on, on lawyers and solicitors than they do on any support mechanism for their, for their tenants, which says a great deal about their business model. So um, what we realised and what we try and do is provide tenants with information and we provide them with as much accurate and, and useful information as we can, whether that would be about how to challenge their dilapidations bill or how to go through a rent assessment correctly. Um, and this, this process that we were following um, culminated to a certain degree uh, or was supposed to have culminated with the introduction of legislation which of course was our goal, that was the aim, and had been probably since I first became involved in the campaign back in 2008, 2009. Um, because the industry, this isn't Dave Manford telling you these things. The industry has been investigated on four separate occasions by four business and industry select committee inquiries who have all said everything I've said. So, um, the eventual aim would, would be and was to introduce some sort of legislative process which would uh, reform the industry and provide tenants with the opportunity to make a, a choice on, on the level of agreements that they were going to have uh, and help them get a uh, make a decision on whether they were going to remain tied or to go free of time. Um, so um, that took us up to the, the introduction of that legislation in 2016. But unfortunately, because that legislation has turned into such a, an abject disaster, our campaign moved away from supporting tenants more to do with trying to get what we expected to be the panacea to the industry um, to work. Mm. Uh, and that is now continuing to be an ongoing issue which we are uh, has, has taken up as much as our time as brexit's taken up parliament's time. oh dude did you have to say the b word there <laughs> after all we've got we've gone for nearly an hour you know we've, we've gone for nearly 20 minutes on this episode and uh, and you dropped the b word can't believe it 
Um, <laughs> we're going to just talk loosely about the. You've gone. You've told me how that that sort of thing works in the campaigners and the people. So it's now a question of if you are. Let's talk about the three different stages. Mm-hmm. So if you're considering taking a pub, and we'll go through that. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is considering now, who's listening to this, who's maybe shared it out to somebody or or knows somebody who is just on the verge mm-hmm. of signing a, uh, a, a an agreement to, to take take a pub on, what would what would your advice be? Just give us a, a, a give me a, a loose definition of what they should be thinking of tell me what they should be thinking of it's very it's an extremely difficult question because um what i don't want to do is to just have a response that quite understandably many of my colleagues would have which is don't ever think about it in a million years run away (laughs) Uh, and i think the famous the famous quote that was used was was by one of one of my colleagues who said to somebody who who said that we're thinking of investing 40 grand in a, in a in a tide pub what do you think and she said get that 40 grand and put it in a nice little pile cover it with lighter fuel set light to it and that will be much more satisfying and at least it will keep you warm and <laughs> and i understand that sentiment completely um but what we want to do uh, is to be much more proactive so we have to look at this in a proactive way I spent 12 years banging heads against these companies and what's becoming blindingly apparent to me is that they will evolve and change and always probably be there in one way, shape or form. Uh, And that's something that I'm going to have to accept uh, as much as I dislike it. So what I think we uh, as a campaign group need to do more is to um, be able to support tenants uh, in the first steps and onwards through that journey and be able to provide them with uh, clarity on the agreements that they are signing up to because so often tenants don't take the right advice and if they take advice from a solicitor it's not always uh, a solicitor that is is well versed in the in the key points of the of the documents because solicitors are also very mindful about being hung out to dry at a later stage um so uh, it is the sort of uh, the, the sort of things is, is that how the rents are calculated obviously is the most important thing and and the, the justification for the figures that have been provided uh, and challenging those um, how do business plans are constructed because quite often the pub company will insist on a business plan being done by one of their own accountants which is a bit of a no-no as far as we're concerned um so the business plan has to be realistic and and sustainable um and what the uh, the sort of exposure is to the repair of the building because whilst dilapidations is an area that we are very good on uh, and understand very well uh, it is also an area that legally can catch the tenants out quite legitimately um so it's about information. It's about providing them with the correct information at the start so that they can make that choice in an informed way. And when they sign, their confidence that they are signing up to something which is sustainable and they know what they've got to achieve to do it. Um, so, so that is, you know, broadly speaking, where, uh, our approach uh, to the, the new tenants, if you like
we look at like the second stage, so people have signed their agreement, they've signed up, they've got their, you know, they're they're in they're in situation, and they are serving punters, and they're enjoying the sort of the early stages of the business. What? Give me an example of where things may start to come awry, and where the help is there. Okay, so the. Um, we do meet meet people who who say been with such and such and no problems and um, they've been with them for two years, eighteen months, whatever it may be. Um, what we often see are the, are the, is is the because the the business model is based on uh, an opportunism, if you like, uh, of of people's position. Um, if the business model of the pub company changes because there's a requirement for for the changes to the way they're operating their model whether that because they are uh, moving into a different sort of um, managed operation or retail agreements or whatever as the pubs come pub the pubs code has pushed many of them down those roads then um, they will change their approach to even the most stable tenants who is doing a job that they don't worry about um, and and really, it's it's being able to uh, support a tenant and give them the uh, the heads up on on what their landlord is doing, if you like, and what their landlord is planning. So the pubs code is a great example that forced a lot of the um, pub owning businesses to change their model into a managed, more a managed scenario. So consequently, even uh, operations that were um, food led doing reasonably well no great issues trading uh, at a, a level which was providing people with a living um which generally the pub owning businesses don't touch because they all want to be able to turn around at some stage and say we do have happy people you know there are people <laughs> there um and even those were, were finding when it, a rent review would come up or when a lease was coming to an end the normal expectation of a change uh, of uh, sorry a normal expectation of uh, maintaining that relationship would change completely um so it's getting people to understand that even though everything's fine they need to be aware of the bigger picture of what's going on behind the scenes mm. uh, and being able to be prepared all the time for that change not to their model but to their landlord's model um and we've seen in the even in the last two or three years a number of pub owning businesses and brewers being bought by other much larger companies and on each occasion there have been a, a, a 18 months later perhaps sometimes less a number of pubs that have been sold off sometimes with tenants in them sometimes with tenants not even knowing who their new owner are and it's it's having that knowledge and expectation that that is something that could always occur um and i think that's really crucial especially at this moment when things are so volatile the thing i didn't I, i'm amazed at is the fact that a pub a pub business the model changes fundamentally and the the people, the actual tenants themselves, if, from what you're saying, it feels like they're not even aware of what that pubco, that transformation represents for their business. Certainly, if they get absorbed, or they, you know, the actual main pubco sells to another pubco, 
uh, there's a whole different set of rules. Well, I mean, it, for example, if it's, if it's a brewer, mm. then suddenly you get a difference. You didn't get a different level of supply. You get a different product because a new brewer will not have or not supply a certain product. And we know, especially in London, um, uh, Fuller's is a good example. Let's pick on them. Why not? So, you know, <laughs> if, if Fuller's, uh, somebody's operating a Fuller's pub, um, maybe quite successfully, maybe, um, and Fuller's sell that pub to someone else. And suddenly you can't get the Fuller's product, which you have been, it's the staple of your business, mm. London pride. Mm. Um, that's your business model, gone. Just like that. Especially you've got, you know, you've got uh, regulars that are coming in. Absolutely. And have Absolutely. been for maybe... Yeah, for hundreds you know, of years, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? Yeah. Drinking the same product. Mm. So you can't get it anymore. Mm. Um, and it happens to us. I mean, we've just we've just lost Grolsch from our, our supply line and because Coors can't get it anymore. Now, third lager, it's not a major problem. That's one of your favourite beers, though. Well, um, <laughs> but... Um, you know, pedigree was something that, you know, we sold an iron line to pedigree. Our business model was based on it. Mm. We tried to, it's always worried me because we don't, I don't like being exposed like that. Um, so if, if Marston's should, something should happen to Marston's and Marston should suddenly decide, well, that's going to create a problem for us. Now, if you're a freer type pub making a decent living, then, then fine. Mm. But if you're always in, a perpetual state of jeopardy like the tide model keeps you mm. okay and that's the crucial thing you might be doing okay you might be stable but you're never rich you're never you've never got that meat and fat that you need to rely on very rarely anyway mm. um that if the unexpected occurs sometimes that can tip you right over the edge very quickly mm. um so, although although I've slightly drifted there, um, so the people who are in the middle ground when they start to experience this, what what help and support is available at this middle point where things start to feel like it's not quite from the forums perspective. From from the forums perspective, yeah, yeah, because this is gonna, it's a forum driven campaign. So, so, so really, uh, <coughs> well, I mean, first of all, they get me, I suppose. Which right, is, let's let's just go back to the beginning kay. of that. So, so. If you start to talk about the people and experience, so for instance, a good example would be, and we've gone through the first bit, which is, uh, you know, the 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 the, other, the, the pub girl gets absorbed. Mm. Give me another common example of where where something starts to go uh, not according to plan for a new tenant, and okay. what kind of support we can provide for that. So, um, what you often find uh, is that there will be a change of personnel within mm. the pub owning business. Uh, we've seen this quite often, perhaps somebody trying to make a name for themselves. Um, and uh, a, a good example was, is a, a pub that we were, uh, happened to be very good friends with the landlord uh, in, in Derby. In, and he had suddenly a change of uh, business development manager. And the business development manager was very aggressive, very hostile, walked in, made a number of accusations, accused him of buying out Ty. Um, and uh, and came up with very little or no evidence. And that changed the whole dynamic of the relationship very, very quickly. Now, um, obviously that was two years ago. Since then, that business development manager has gone on to bigger and greater things, which says a great deal about the, the, com the business model of the company involved. But what the end result of that was that 
the owner of that business, the tenant, the Thai tenant, could, had I not intervened at that point, or had I not been involved at that point, ended up having a huge fine on his account, which would have made a, a big implication going forward on his rent renew, uh, his, his lease renewal, mm. uh, which comes up in a couple of years' time. So it's having that ability to have someone who can sit down in a meeting and say, where's your evidence? Thank you, you haven't got it, great, go away, <laughs> mm. effectively. Mm. Mm. Um, which quite often the tenant, and I understand exactly why, having been in the situation myself, hasn't necessarily got perhaps always the, the, the skills or the time or the knowledge to challenge. Um, because as I've said, they're very clever people, these pub owning businesses. It's a very clever model. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, they've got away with this for 30 years, so it must be reasonably clever. <laughs> um, so, uh, and the, you know, there is an element of training and, 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 and all of the things that goes into that manipulation of, of the, the tenant's situation at any one time. Um, so that's just a small example of the sort of changes that can occur. Um, you can often get a, a business development manager, which some people will say, or oh, get on really well with him, or get on really well with her. Um, but they don't last very long. They don't last very long is because their job is not to get on with you. Their job is to try and make as much money out of you of as possible. Course. They're, they're a business Absolutely. and a, yeah. a specific type yeah. of business. Um, okay, so, and then if we look at the last mile, so people who, perhaps we draw some of your experience as well, but other people, other tenants who are at their, their end point, they are mentally stressed, financially stretched they're at a, 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 a absolute catastrophic low point in their mind um, and they don't know where to turn to give me an example of what is uh, what would be how that would look obviously you've got your own examples as we heard in the previous episodes but give me an example of what kind of things that you can that as a, you know as an organization that is is able to help with people just give me and and what their what their exit strategy is basically well i mean th th really that is if, if you're in at that point the, the most important thing and, and i've got to say first of all that that is probably 80 percent of the business that comes let me start again sorry so um i've got to say first of all that 80 percent of the people that come to us are at that point and and our objective is obviously to reduce that down so that we are um, taking and, and dealing with people at the start so they don't get to that point. But the moment, even after three and a half years of, of a pub's code, the uh, majority of people who contact me personally are at that, in that sort of situation. Um, and the most important thing is to get into them the fact that it's probably over and they just need to get out because there is uh, some people are kind of desperate to get out and just need to get out you know with the, with the shirt on their back mm. um but some people still think there is something there to fight for and and i know from experience that once you're in you know 10 20 30 grand's worth of debt it's it's over you've just got to get out it's mm. almost you need to write that mm. off because whilst we've had fantastic successes in the past of getting people out of pubs um, it's very unusual and certainly 
I, I can think of very few occasions when we've we've got people out of pubs and they've been compensated for their loss. Okay, so um, the objective at that point is to become involved at the highest level as quickly as possible. Uh, and sometimes that can be enough, just getting involved. I have great fun writing emails to people and imagining them opening them and going, oh God, not another one from him. That's great. That does me, you know, because I know straight away that the, that will get a reaction. And often what a tenant is looking for is a, a resolution, somebody to do something, because part of the business model is to drag things out. Why compensate somebody or why why bend over backwards to help somebody get out of a pub when you know you can just wait three months and they're just going to go bust, mm. you know, and you get the pub back anyway. You know, wh why why do anything? It's, it, it's as dreadful as it sounds from a, from a business point of view. And these are brutal business people, you know, businesses which are driven by, a, a, you know, a harsh bottom line. Why help somebody and why pay them or relinquish any penalties when you can just sit back and watch them die because you know they will mm. and then you'll get the pub anyway. Mm. So it's getting in there and getting in as quickly and as high up as possible mm. so that the tenant knows that they've got some sort of response so they can make a decision. We normally get a response within a couple of weeks. So it will be, you know, yes, they can go and we're going to charge them this or we're not going to charge them that or we recognise, although they'll never say we recognise we've done something wrong. <laughs> um, but they, you know, they will, they will offer a, a, some sort of concession and that concession is, you know, we're not going to charge you six months of, of rent, which we could do because mm. that's what our contract says. Mm. And as brutal as that may sound, that might be a, a reasonable concession. Mm. Um, so it is, it is getting people out, uh, and and it's something that unfortunately we do more and more often, um, and, uh, and and uh, very successfully, uh, I think, at times as well. The Forum of Private Business was founded in 1977 as a not-for-profit, membership-based organisation which informs, advises and protects small businesses in the United Kingdom. We have built a solid reputation, being influential in many areas of policy making, in changing laws that affect small businesses and in campaigning for the fair treatment of businesses within the UK. For more information or to join us, please visit the Forum of Private Business at fpb.org. Thank you for listening.